Welcome to episode number 99 of Towel Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we got a lot of geek news to get to. <laughs> and we can't believe it's 99 already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, thank you guys for supporting us over the last four years. Um, it says three years. We've actually been doing it longer. It could even be longer than 100 episodes. But... It's episode 99 from what we've started, and it looked like March of 2015, so. Yeah, I mean, like Marvel, we can always go back to, you know, issue number one five times a year if we really wanted to, but we did. Yeah, it's, let's, let's. It's 99. That. Yeah. Keeping it, keeping the continuity going, and we're keeping it real for you guys. That's it. So, Valiant News, right? We're, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. All right, Quantum and Woody are heading to TBS, the uh, Russo Brothers produced uh, Valiant comic um, will find its home on TBS. Um, to my understanding, TBS doesn't have any other superhero shows, so it looks like they're trying to enter that realm. Uh, what do you think about this as being the place for Valiant's first foray into television? Sure. I mean, it's, you know, it's sister channel TNT. I think that's all owned by CBS or something. And, you know, they're all, it's all connected. Uh, in terms of this being, you know, it's more of a comedy uh, based, you know, it'll be more of a comedy based show as if it's comedy based comic. So, you know, TBS, I think it'll be a good fit for it. Like you said, without it, without another t- show being on there, it's a, I think it'll be a good fit. How do you think they're going to handle the dad being a goat? Like, are they going to have a live goat, or are they going to CGI a goat in every single episode? <laughs> I um, I would just, I would just go and do the goat. That's it. Make it a real goat. Let's not even mess around with any more costs than they need to be. There's plenty of goats out there that need jobs. Yeah, you're right. Goat lives matter. That's right. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Marvel. <laughs> Kate Shortland, Australian director of some movies I've never heard of, is going to be directing Black Widow. Um, Whatever. Kevin Feige, we trust. It's not so much about, you know, what we think. It's what he thinks. And he he makes these people do what they're supposed to do. So um, I'm excited to have a a female director, another one, second one, behind, um, I can't remember who's directing Captain Marvel. But anywho, what do you think about this, Kevin? you know, director and, you know, this movie is going to be a prequel. Uh, we don't know when it's set, but what are your thoughts behind it? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been speculated on so long, this movie. Uh, and after they did that whole shuffling of the, of the release dates and what, you know, what Disney was doing with their, um, you know, whatever. So, uh, this is great. It's about time. Uh, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to really decide where this movie should fall. People are like, oh, I want a prequel movie. We want the, something in kind like I think it is a con- prequel movie. Yeah, current continuity, a Shield movie, which is really what I think they should be doing. Uh, more of you know, getting getting back to like their basics with Shield, and maybe even I mean they already have that you know technology to make people younger, so it's not like they can't do whatever they want. Yeah, I'm, you know, we've talked about it many times, but I hope it's a Black Widow and Hawkeye movie set in the past. Just them doing spy missions doesn't, you know, 
given that they really don't know any crazy stuff, I'd be okay if it's just a spy movie and it doesn't have anything super because these are our most low level powered um, people. So, which is also kind of curious, you know what I mean? Cause like maybe the, the people they're fighting are the scroll so that they don't actually have to be super powered, but there is that weird sci-fi fantasy element um, going on, you know, but Hopefully it's a prequel and it's with those two, but she's at the forefront. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know why it has to be all sci-fi and whatever. I mean, Winter Soldier is the best movie of But there's all. still some fantastic elements. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a comic book movie, but it's definitely a spy thriller. It I mean, is a spy thriller. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, even Captain America can hit a dude, like, 100 feet yeah, in the yeah, air. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, you're going to get the supernatural stuff that is superhero comic book based, but what I'm saying is you can be very successful without having to be, you know, science fiction-y to the, to the fullest. Yeah, of course. Um, Infinity War is getting its home release on 731 with the Blu-ray release a couple weeks later on uh, August 14th. So we're less than two weeks away from that release. I'm pretty excited to own it. Um, though yeah. the documentaries suck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm glad that they kind of tell you ahead of time so you're not super disappointed when you bring it home. But come on. Come on, people. You got. You could do better work than this. It's just, I think what will happen is... <laughs> yeah. The ultimate set. Yeah. Yeah. With all the extras, more documentaries, more. I mean, because come on, yeah. they for ten years for that movie. There's a you know, and maybe they'll do it when they release both movies, part one and two. Maybe then you'll get it. But like you know, yeah. that there's a, a stack of hours of footage of behind the scenes for this for this movie especially. Absolutely, yeah. So, ugh, hopefully we get something down the road, but. Doesn't mean I'm not going to buy a couple versions of it. <laughs> this is this is the this is the uh, the benefit of digital media, right? Yeah, buy it for cheaper now and buy it again. Um, so that you have it even in the first place because you don't have to look at it, right? Uh, Newman Akar has been cast in Spider-Man Two. Um, possibly could be Craven. Possibly could be Chameleon. Yeah, I mean, they are, you know, half brothers. So <laughs> the guy, the dude just, he looks like Craven. It's easy to like assume. Yeah. But then when you do the little looking into it, he is cast as a character named Dimitri, who also, who is also, that's the first name of the chameleon, who is the half brother of Craven. So who knows? It's still a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it should be a curious thing, but you know we know that Mysterio is played by um, Jake Gyllenhaal, and he'll be at the forefront. So just is like they official? had, sorry, is that official? I, I, think I, that's, I think that's still speculation. I think it's as official as it's going to get. <laughs> yeah, but it's still not like because it's Sony. Yeah. Marvel would put it official. Sony, they're stupid. Um, but. I think that it's probably true, you know, and I also think that, um, you know, they put Shocker in to Homecoming and he wasn't, you know, main. Neither was, neither was, what's his name? Um, 
Scorpion. And I'm, I'm assuming that Scorpion is probably going to show up too. So I think there's going to be a lot of villains leading into the, the formation of their Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. And the third movie being a Sinister Six movie, would that would be my... Well, it'd be my ideal world. Um, let's 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 step back and make sure that they're not using crappy characters for that either. Oh wait, it's Sony. That's right. Well, no, but this is Marvel. This is this is half Marvel. <laughs> half Marvel. I, I think they'll do good characters. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not worried about. Um, yeah. I don't think so. Okay, so we got a better look at Venom. We got a screenshot from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, personally, you know, you and I talked about it. I didn't think it looked any different than we got from the other trailer, but what was getting pointed out (laughs) is like in his eye, you can kind of see a reflection of what kind of looks like carnage. Yeah. Also, I mean, the fact is that he may be battling on their symbiotes in the first place, which was Um, supposed to be the case. It's supposed to be that storyline. Right, yes. so it could be any symbiogen. With the uh, with that rumor of Woody Harrelson and everything being a post credit scene, I would say it's leading into that eventually. But that's that's people grasping at straws. Yeah, that's seeing Jesus and toast, in my opinion. Oh, maybe not that bad, but <laughs> something, something. <laughs> so anyway. Um... That's it. We got a better look at Venom. I personally, that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get out of this Marvel news. Let's talk about some DC, which DC's been rolling out the uh, the heavy hitters. You know, this is this is our pre San Diego Comic Con episode, and you know, Casey and I joked about it more than a few times this past week about how there is just this onslaught of news um, every time we we've been doing this for six years, and usually. It's a pretty dry spout before any kind of con, especially the biggest one. Uh, but, you know, the news has been rolling in day after day. I can't. Yeah. Even. It's amazing. I mean, it's cool. And then it makes me really think about what they're going to show off at, at, at San Diego in the first, and, you know, when it happens this week. So uh, let's, let's keep rolling here. Uh, Dijon Mustard. Um, I'm sorry. Dijon. Because I can never say his name. You say his name. I can't say it. I can't. So Dijon Mustard. No, just showing. Uh, Jishmon Hasu Hansu. Uh, you all know who he is. He's been cast as a couple roles in the in the DC movie universe. Uh, the first one was a uh, uh, is the Fisherman King, which we'll talk about today. And we got a first look of him in the upcoming Aquaman, which is going to be heavily highlighted at San Diego, seeing that it hasn't been really. You know, we've seen all the we've seen the stuff leading up to it. We've seen very little in terms of footage. Uh, this is going to be the big our big reveal at San Diego Comic Con with uh, the trailers coming, and I'm sure a lot more. So uh, we did get to see uh, the Fisherman King, which is one of the seven kingdoms, I believe, of Atlantis. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, we also got uh, a bunch of a bunch of new looks at the movie via. Entertainment Weekly. Uh, we got a new poster this week, which is uh, pretty cool. But you know, people went right to work with it. Of course, with uh, Photoshop and whatnot. I've seen ones with like the shark's tail in the background. I've seen uh, uh, some other ones, but whatever. Uh, we also got a look at the behind the sea, 
behind the scenes of the trailer, thanks to James Wan, uh, and it looks like an Atlantean, I believe it's Ocean Master, when he goes full evil and has a giant whale tail in the back. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're really going to do with this movie in terms of uh, the the CGI and how much they're really going to tie in these these this ocean the ocean powers and stuff like that. It's exciting. Yeah, this looks like full DC. I mean, and and I will say that's to the credit of DC is that they aren't shying away from this magic. And, you know, I, they're really not staying too grounded. You know what I mean? Which I like. Like, I like that they do more fantasy. And again, it's gods amongst humans. So seeing that one crazy poster from Ant-Man with like Orm and, um, you know, whatever, Black Manta and everybody, I was like, ooh, and the makeup, the full makeup, which isn't a CGI. It was makeup. I was like, holy crap, this looks beautiful. So, you know, obviously we're getting a trailer Saturday and um, we'll be able to kind of judge things then. Uh, but right now, I'm excited. It looks cool. James Wan, I obviously believe in. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have to keep my expectations below zero, but I am excited by the idea at this point. Yeah, I mean, and that's the key is really it, we, we've been let down by DC for a long time now. And yeah, that's I mean, fun. it's it's true. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate. But, you know, this this movie, and we'll talk about Shazam in a second. There, you know, I think I don't want to, you know, I want to be, I want to be in the positive side of things that they're going to try to fix things with both of these movies and really take it to more of that, like you said, the more magical side of DC where they, they, they can do what Marvel hasn't done and kind of just um, pump up these characters as the gods that they are um, and really just go wild with the powers instead of grounding it like Zack Snyder did. So <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, starting this November. Because, uh, yep. you know, trailers don't mean shit to me. Uh, <laughs> they might they might be awesome. They might look great, you know, a la Suicide, Suicide Squad. Uh, best trailer ever made. Almost. Ever made. Ever made. One All right. Them. Yeah. Uh, next up, Shazam. We got, like, just like uh, with Aquaman, we got some official looks at uh, the upcoming Shazam movie starring Zachary Levi. Uh, we got two looks at him officially in costume. Uh, one with him like drinking, uh, was it drinking the soda, right? With a kid standing there with a kid doing kid stuff, and then the other ones with like his lightning ch- thing charged up, uh, his symbol on his suit and like a kid touching it. Uh, so I'm really excited to see. Oh, we we also got to look at Billy Batson. Uh, in the background of that shot, you get a look at uh, a battering prop replica, like the Superman symbol. So they're tying it into. Uh, the DC universe as much as possible. Kind of like how they have like flash and arrow action figures in the CW show. So yeah, that's fun. Um, So that's cool. We're getting looks at that. Um, Dijon Mustard was also cast uh, as the wizard in this, um, which was kind of a surprise casting. And um, that's cool. Uh, Putting some talent behind there. And that was the other thing they were talking about is putting some talent into these movies um, and really kind of pushing the ante when it comes to um, the lineup and um, acting chops. So hopefully, hopefully the, both of these movies work out. Uh, we will, we're supposedly getting a teaser trailer at Comic-Con for Shazam. 
that's cool. Uh, that's expected, seeing that it's it's shot mostly. It and, is shot. Yeah, all the and, way. And um, my question is, will we see it as being public figures? Yeah. Did, so, I think that um, DC is going to show everything mm-hmm. as much as possible because they are on the outs right now. I mean, they're they're trying to combat with Marvel, which has been having an insanely good year. You know what I mean? Um, in years, 10 years, really. But they have to roll out all the stops. So I don't think they're holding anything back, which is why I think we're getting so much DC announcements as opposed to Marvel where we're getting nothing. <laughs> but they don't have to. They don't have to prove themselves anymore. It's the box office speaks for itself time and time again. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, damn, Marvel movies are too fun. They're too safe and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? You gave them money. So, you know, I don't want to fight about that. I don't, you know, that can be done to death. All I'm saying is I think DC will show as much as they can. And I think we'll see a Wonder Woman 88 tease. I think they may reveal what Cheetah actually looks like or at least some concept art. Um, we'll, get, we'll get more than that. But yeah. I think we'll actually get what she looks like. And I think we'll actually see some footage because you show some flashes and then the title and maybe set to an 80s song. That's cool. Yeah. Everyone's and then, and then a cat, like a cat growl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe her, like her eyes, like in the jungle or something. Yeah. Um, Have fun with it. Shazam, you know, give us big, you know, give us the same feeling that we get when we watch the movie big and you you're sold there. And then Aquaman full trailer, you know, that movie comes out in four months. <laughs> I can't, when's it come out? Is, November. Is it December yeah. or November? November. Yeah. You're right. Four months. Um, yeah, we're a quarter away. That's, you know, no, three. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen zero. Sorry, no, it doesn't. It comes out December 21st. It got pushed to December? I don't know if it ever was in November. I think it was an assumption. I, I think it was always December. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, I think that you know, it's, it's not that far away. And usually we get trailers a year ahead of time. So I think that, uh, I think that this is going to be something crazy and I think that it's going to be exciting. And I think DC is going to pull out all the steps. That's yes. what, I, that's my feeling. Yes. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Uh, next up, we got a little, uh, insight into the new, Birds of Prey movie uh, set to shoot. Uh, they said it by the end, end of this year, early next year. So they're really uh, fast tracking this one. Uh, the movie will include Cassandra Kane, Huntress, uh, Black Canary, Renee Montoya, and of course Harley Quinn. Uh, Marco Robbie's really pushing for this movie. This R-rated girls club movie. Uh, still no mention of Batgirl. I'm sure that will happen. We do have Cassandra Kane. Uh, in it, which is interesting that they'll be including her. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Thoughts? Um, you know, fine. That's good. You know, that's going to need a trailer to get me on on board with it. Because again, I don't know why Harley's in this movie. It doesn't. I mean, I I know why she is financially, but just realistically speaking, I don't know why she's in this movie unless it's them versus her. But that's highly doubtful. So, 
I uh, I don't yeah. really care right now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Let's. I would love some more information on this movie. Um, yeah, I'd love to know if it's you know Barbara Gordon Batgirl, Cassandra Kane Batgirl. I don't know what's going on here. It's kind of confusing. No, it's Cassandra Kane Batgirl. That's confirmed. That's what. That's why she's in it. As like a fledgling superhero. Because Harley, Harley, uh, Margot Robbie said that they want to do more diverse casts. So yeah. her character plus Renee Montoya, who's been popular since yeah. Batman the Animated Series, that's fine. Um, but they all seem probably younger in their roles. You know what I mean? Um, and maybe that's why. But yeah, that's. So we have this. We have this weird world where Batman's old, and do we? Do you take like characters like Black Canary and, and Huntress, make them a little bit older? And you have Hor- you have Batgirl as Oracle already, or are we doing a Batgirl Cassandra Kane movie, or are we doing a Barbara Gordon movie? You know, that's that's the question. Do we have these older heroes p- giving the mantle to these younger heroes? That's kind of confusing. So let's not even talk about it because there's nothing to back up these thoughts. But exactly. uh, the other thing they mentioned was. Um, this whole thing, the penguin was supposed to be in this movie. Now they're thinking about taking him out of it. That's of course rumors. And that we'll be getting a Batman villain never seen on the big screen before thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, I would always want to see Clayface, but I want to see Batman, uh, black mask, black mask to me. And you, I think seems the most logical crime movie. Yeah. You know, I think, that's a character easily be able to be done. Um, just do it. I think that's an easy one. That would be my, yeah. There, put it black mask. Call it a day. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Cast and a podcast. That's it. And cut. Um, next up, TV news from DC. DC Universe is going to have a big presence at Comic Con. Uh, the big launch of their streaming service is. In incoming uh, with Titans debuting this fall, they say. Uh, so we got a little casting news here. Uh, the Boom, Doom Patrol show that will, will be spitting out of Titans uh, that's set for next year. Also, the, the team will show up on um, on Titans this season. But they've cast Elasta Woman, a.k.a. Elasta Girl. That's her name in the comics. Uh, April Mulby will be playing the part. Uh, I have no idea who that is. But it's cool that they have actually cast this character into the show. So that'll be interesting. I don't know anything about her, but sure. I mean, this is <laughs> Mrs. Incredible. Sure. Sounds great. <laughs> Why all, Mrs. Incredible. Well, these characters are all ripped off from DC to start with. <laughs> so. Well, I don't agree with that. It's more like the Fantastic Four. What's that? You think that? Absolutely. She's Reed Richards. He's the thing. Obviously, we have Sue Richards as Violet. And then, I guess, just for speed purposes, Quicksilver or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, they're basically the Fantastic Four. Come on. You watch The Incredibles? <laughs> oh, no, no. I know The Incredibles are, of course. Oh, I'm just saying, what are you talking about? I'm talking about how DC has, you know, like 60 years of comic publishing <laughs> before Marvel. <laughs> That's all. Oh, not yeah. not that long, but um, forty years or so. 
I'm just saying, like, who, who, what came first, the chicken or the egg? That's all. Um, speaking of Titans, uh, we have some. We had a look at the the characters were have like these standees, and they're up at San Diego Comic Con, uh, taking a look at the characters in their garb, and they don't look any different from those uh, behind the scenes photos that we got a couple months back. That everybody exploded about on the internet, uh, nerd rage and whatnot. Um, I don't really care. I want to see a trailer. I want to see the episodes. I want to see how these characters are treated before I start talking shit about their looks. Now, the problem that people have is like what they show is Beast Boy as in human form, uh, this white kid with green hair. And then they got Starfire, who doesn't look alien at all. She just looks like the actress dressed up as Starfire, kind of, and so on and so on. So, I mean, and Raven, of course, and um, I forget who else is in that that shot for that one. I don't think it's like don't Dick Grayson without Dick, Dick Grayson costume. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is like, they're showing these kids as being kids, which is probably a big part of the show. You know what I mean? It's like they're ultra egos. The kids having fun, probably go to the mall and shit. And people want to have a big deal, you know, of course have their childhoods ruined by this. But um, what do you think about them showing off the characters like this? Is this, I personally think it's not a bad idea before like, they're not going to be in their full form all the time. You know what that would cost for CGI? So, I mean, they've got to have these um, secret identity looks most of the time, right? No, I think that's what they look like. I mean, Beast Boy turns into a beast and animals and stuff. Yeah. Starfire. I think that's just what they they look like. They just are in motion. I have no problem with what they look like. I just have no reference to what they're going to do in the show. So let's wait. And hold our judgments. Yeah, I have, I have zero judgment. That's right. Yeah. Robin looks like Robin to me when he's in costume. And it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's the only one we've seen, period, from the show in full getup. So people, you know, take a deep breath, step back, go watch some Teen Titans Young Justice, and then come back. All right. Uh, Sam Witwer uh, lost his job after Disney decided not to do any more spinoffs, so he's joined Supergirl. Uh, he'll be playing Agent Liberty, who seems to be a villain at the upcoming season four. Let me just say, first of all, though, <laughs> Sam Witwer is still at Disney, because you know for sure he'll be doing a voice on that new Disney cartoon. Oh, you're damn, day you're damn right. You're damn right he will. Come on. Sam Witwer is going zero places from Disney, but I am excited to see... Uh, him, you know, cross the pond, jump over to DC, join Supergirl um, as a villain. From the description, they said that he's like a he's a dad and he's keeping it in disguise, but he's part of an alien anti alien hate group, saying that humans are superior to aliens. Um, which they did a they I feel like they did a little bit of that in like the first season, and then they kind of got away from that like. Fort Roz, like monster of the week. You, you know they they got away from that, but for they, better. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean they they put those little cues in there, and then um, I know when the third season with what's her name being the villain, they had to bring that one guy back who was part of that that cult. Um, we knew about her, but this also kind of sounds like, hey, I have you know the bad guy from season three. I have a daughter, and whatever you know. <laughs> 
I have to pretend I'm not this bad guy. Um, same kind of idea, but whatever. I those shows I love those shows, so it doesn't matter. Love Sam um, as well. So there you go. There you go. Not a bad, not a bad, uh, not a bad thing at all. These shows keep shining. Speaking yeah. of shining, they're adding a new series. We knew that Batwoman uh, was coming to the CW DC verse. We knew that uh, she had been announced previously to be part of the upcoming um, crossover episodes, and now it's it's she's definitely getting her own show. Um, they're looking to. I don't know if it's next season, but it's definitely the season after, at least. Um, so they want to have a, they're seeking an LGBTQ, is that the correct spelling of that? Yeah, it is. <laughs> LGBTQT actress. It'll be the first show with a full lead um, uh, with um, with that. So, that, I mean, that's that's cool. For the CW. Yeah, for the CW. For exactly. the CW. Which is surprising. I mean, no lead, but I mean, they've got people, you know, they've never shied away from that, which is um, one of the pluses of that, of that uh, universe. Yeah. I mean, Sarah, um, black, you know, white canary, you know, is openly a lesbian, um, which is good, but I don't know if the actress is necessarily. So now there's, there's, you know, being more cognizant of it and, and seeking an actress to play that lead role. Um, I'm excited just to see, Bat something finally mm. enter that world. Um, I was a little surprised, a little surprised that they're going to keep it on the CW. Um, you know, we had that discussion a while ago about like how much are you going to keep things on the CW as opposed to moving things over to the streaming service. So I get it because you're going to do a crossover episode and you already have an established world. But at the same time, it's like, because it's not available, the CW is not available on the streaming service. It's like you're losing a big chunk of potential uh, subscribers that way. You are, but you're also, you'd be denying the fact that the, the station has done really good things for you and really correct kept the, the DC thing alive. I mean, with these movies doing so bad, and that's about it for DC. Um, you know, this has really been the go-to for for visual media. So I mean, it's they've been doing a good job. There's no reason why they shouldn't be rewarded. No, I, that, I know. You know. Yeah. You know, it's weird though because you know Greg Berlanti. You know, he is working across. You know, across the two things. So I mean, who know? Who knows? Maybe the CW. Just well, and Arch, or um, yeah, I think I he's behind Sabrina for Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, the dude's everywhere. He's like the new Ryan Murphy. Yep. Okay, what's exactly. next? Exactly. All right, wrapping up this segment, um, we do have, we have a little bit of other comic book news, which we usually don't talk about, but I'm going to try to throw this in here once in a while when we have some big announcements. So uh, first up, Titan will be doing in-canon Blade Runner comics. Uh, so that's that's cool. Uh, we haven't really had much of a Blade Runner universe outside of a couple books and now a couple movies. So it'll be interesting to see... Um, how they treat this Titan doing it is always, you know, I'd love to see when these, when these other companies get, get these, uh, these titles. Yeah. Usually that's a boom or an IDW at this point doing these IP. So, I mean, Titan does have 
a lot. Titan does have a lot of IP, actually. You know what? Because they had um, Doctor Who, and they have uh, Dead Space, and so never mind. You know, they they have some stuff too. Um, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. I don't know. We don't know any details. We don't know what world it's set in. We don't know. Um, uh, you know, like what characters it is. I mean, sorry, we know what world it's set in. We don't know what the characters are necessarily and what time frame. That's what I mean. Like time period. Um, can I, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. The only reason I want to is because we get dynamite press releases. And if we're going to talk <laughs> about comic, I'm just going to do a big dy- dynamite roundup real quick. Okay. So, Greg Pack is going to be doing a new James Bond series. Yes, ongoing, I hear. Yeah, ongoing James Bond series. Um, there's going to be Rainbow Bright, speaking of IPs, is coming to Dynamite. Ooh. Uh, it's it's do, you know, do you know Rainbow Bright? I, I know Rainbow Bright. I okay. A child of the 80s. All right, yeah. Um, Dynamite. I also had a sister. That's right. Yeah, me too. So... Um, I have a sister, so you do. You just still do, Chris. Currently, Uh, there's going to be five Halloween one-shot comics. What? Um, Like, like what? Michael Myers? Yes. Yep. They did that not too long ago, and I. Uh, yeah, I still have it. It's actually worth money. The one I have, I have a weird variant. Oh Um, my god! And you have all mine. Yep. Uh, they're going to be doing another Invader Mars or uh, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. Um, and a Battlestar Galactica 40th anniversary series and Fallout trading cards. <laughs> Hot and heavy. And again, ahead of Comic-Con, we're getting all this crazy news. You know, it's, it's just, it's, we're going to see a lot. And I don't want to talk too much about what we're going to see because we'll talk, we'll do our post episode afterwards. We'll do 99.5. Because it's not going to be episode one hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, come on. This is like, what are these guys going to be doing at Comic Con? Just stand around, picking their noses. Yeah, no. All right. So what's next? Right. Last piece. Last piece of news here: uh, the original Alien Three skip script by William Gibson will be seeing the uh, the light of day, thanks to Dark Horse Comics. They'll be adapting uh, this original script into a comic series. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick with that. Um, I don't know what we're going to see in it, but William Gibson is the uh, writer behind Neuromancer. Um, I can is- tell you. I'm sorry, don't interrupt. I can tell oh. you the uh, plot. Let me read this to you re- real quick, and then I'll let you go on what you were saying. Um, Alien 3 was nothing like the original screenplay written by Gibson in 1987, and his version. Ripley was in a coma for most of the movie, probably because the studio wasn't sure if Weaver would reprise her role. Gibson's script had Corporal Hicks and Newt as the leads in a Cold War-era horror story instead. You can read his screenplay yourself online. Okay. So it's it's all there. It's uh, It was going to be very Michael Bean heavy. I mean, that's all we wanted, right? That's all we really asked for. Obviously. Always. Uh, all the Bean. Um, okay, well, I'll read the Dark Horse comic, so we'll see how that goes. All I was going to say is Gibson wrote Neuromancer. Neuromancer's pretty much was everything behind the Matrix, so um, if you don't know his writing, he's a very good sci-fi writer. Sounds like it could have been better than that movie that came out. 
<laughs> yeah. Could have been. Probably. Yeah. No All right. offense, David Fincher. I'm sure you didn't write that movie. Which one? Alien 3. He directed Oh, no. yeah. Right. His, exactly. His first movies. Precisely. Um, all right, should we take a commercial? Yeah, let's do the commercials. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Okay, welcome back after those commercials. Let's get into our everything else category, starting with television. First things up, Joss Whedon uh, is taking his uh, series The Nevers to HBO. Um, We talked about it, I think, on the last episode. Um, where a group of Victorian women with supernatural abilities set in like a sci-fi universe. Um, so here's the thing. I'm excited about Joss Whedon doing another series. People are flipping out because it's another series that's not represented by a women when or a woman when uh joss whedon made some derogatory statements towards women so will it find success i don't know what was that statement again because it's about a bunch of women's you know doing in in that world they're right. stars yeah um but because joss whedon has had like i, I think it's the reason why you got off of Batgirl is because he got so much flack. He said that he couldn't come up with a, with a good enough story, which I find insane, but it's because so many people are like, Oh, you know, your wife came out and said, you're not a feminist. You don't like women actually. And he heard that enough where he just finally quit. You know, in this toxic world of, um, Listen, I get this whole thing. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but yeah, unless you can prove these things, I don't, you know, I have a hard time always getting behind where people are trying to ruin other people's careers, you know, in the, if they did it, that's bad. If they didn't do it and they're getting their face smeared all over the place, that's kind of shitty too. The point here is 
everybody shut up because Joss Whedon has never really let us down except when WB decided to like stitch his fucking face into Justice League and you have like this dichotomy of these poorly made movies that have no like that's the worst thing he's ever done to us everything else everybody praises for him like praises him for it so I you know until I I just I don't understand like what people this is this the toxic fandom period that's it so we'll see how exactly I mean come on it's Joss Whedon the minute people say that Joss Whedon's attached to something people get start like nerd boning out so it's like what do you want do you want to like do what's right in this world? Or do you want to just watch some good entertainment? Because that's at the end of the day, if that's all that's true is that it's a good show and all this other bullshit around it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really, it doesn't, is not real. Then that's, that's the bottom line. You know, it's, it's frustrating. HBO is great though. That's, that's a nice place for him to be. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Shira, can you take this one? I didn't, yeah. Speaking of toxic fandom, um, you know, the minute you put out like a drawing of something, all these old men who want to watch this little girl show start flipping out. So, um, whatever. It doesn't uh, have to be a little girl show necessarily. But that's the point. Like, she wrote Princess of Power was made for those, those, the girl fans who liked M- M- Master Universe, but then they gave, Gave them their own world of, of collectibles and whatnot. Yeah, it's girl, you know, it's girl based. And so is this show. You know, guys can like it too. But when these older, like, weirdo guys are like crying about how it like ruined their She Ra, I just, I don't really get that. Um, same thing, toxic, toxic fandom. Uh, these, these look fine. They do look better than the Thundercats Go series or whatever they want to call that show. Um, so until we really see. Anything else from this? I mean, people have said that the scripts sound great. Um, you know, that whatever. So it's it's DreamWorks. It's Netflix. They didn't let us down in Voltron. So let's give this show a shot, shall we? Yep. I'm 100% behind it. I can't wait to see what they come up with it. Animation is, and the same thing with art, is all in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. When I first saw Sin City, the comic, I immediately dismissed it. Frank Miller is not a traditional artist, not really necessarily a good looking artist. And at that time it was black and white, which I didn't fully get behind, which is stupid because I like black and white movies. I don't know. Anyway, I dismissed it for sure. At first, it wasn't until the movie got announced and um, him and uh, Robert Rodriguez, you know, one of my favorite directors that I went back and, and I read them and I was like, holy shit, what was I missing all these years? So, and you know, the look of what it is, it isn't, doesn't matter to me. As long as the content is there, it can be stick figures and you know, I, we'll see how it is. If the writing's there, I'm, I'm there. Um, next up, Stranger Things season three. Uh, we got like a fun little commercial introducing, <laughs> yeah, introducing the star, court mall and everyone's favorite babysitter steve um you know not really any footage from the season but an interesting little fun thing and uh i think we'll actually get a trailer just like they did last year at comic-con which is one of the best trailers as well ever with the ghostbuster with a thriller uh song um i think it will be great to see uh what they come up with but this is a nice little tease they did this last last time too. They did the little tease, and then 
teased it some more and then gave us a trailer. I mean, there's still it's it's still up in the air when it's coming out. So what a better time to really make that announcement than San Diego Comic Con, um, especially since we actually probably need some news at this show. Yeah, and they're filming. Yeah. Um. So. Ahoy. Ahoy. Um, now, the next piece of news has me more excited than almost anything, which is the Miller World rollout to Netflix. Uh, Netflix acquired all of Mark Millar's uh, works, for the most part, the ones that are not owned by Fox, um, and are now finally unveiled what's happening. So in the TV realm, there's going to be a series for Jupiter's Legacy, American Woo! Jesus, Woo! Empress. Woo! Uh, or sorry, sorry, uh, An American Jesus. That's the end of the TV. So all of those will be getting shows. Um, sorry, Jupiter's Legacy, An American Jesus. I'm getting That's ahead of myself. Awesome. So Jupiter's Legacy um, is the first uh, generation of superheroes who received their powers in the 1930s. Um, in present day, they're revered as the Elder Guard, um, but their children have to kind of figure it out. Um, what's interesting is this. Is the showrunner for this will be Stephen S. DeKnight, who also uh, signed a multi-year exclusive deal with Netflix. Um, so he didn't reveal what it was until yesterday. Now we know. Mark together. Miller and Steve Stephen S. DeKnight on oh, a yeah. project together. Oh yeah, it's extremely violent. The comic. It's political. It's it's fantastic. It spans generations. Um, because there's also Jupiter's uh, Circle, um, which is, I think, the prequel when the superheroes are young. So it, uh, I'm pumped. Uh, and then American Jesus, I actually did not read it. Um, but what's really interesting about this um, is it's about a 12-year-old kid who returns, who, who finds out that he's Jesus Christ. Who He can turn water into wine, uh, make the dead come back to life. And having to deal with all that. I own the comic. I just haven't read it yet. But what also is really cool about it is that it's going to be multilingual. So Spanish and uh, English. So that's one thing. If you want to read a really interesting article on Netflix, look up the one that's um, by The New Yorker. But they talk about how they're not concerned with just America. They are concerned with the world. So they bought like a handful of Indian shows. One of them that just won a bunch of a critical acclaim recently that just came out um you know they're, they're not concerned with just america they're concerned with the entire globe so i think this is a good way to do it put out a show that is bilingual and um hey you know you're you're reaching both sides you're reaching the whole world but this is really this is a cool way to do it um exactly fuck america <laughs> I'm using my F-bomb on that one. You are using your F-bomb. We are Americans. We are proud to be Americans, yes. Chris. I know. Don't, don't go not, boycotting, our, boycotting our show. Please do all not right. say fuck America. <laughs> fuck certain Americans. And that's all we'll say. <laughs> uh, Empress is a film project coming out. That's a sci-fi um, thing going on there. That's Puck, perfect. That's Puck, perfect for a movie. Empress is good. It's just a sci-fi story, which is—I mean, all his little miniseries—they are perfect for movies, you know. Yeah. Um, Huck is cool. Huck is about a a guy who just kind of he he sets out to do a good deed every day. 
and he has superpowers and it's just, it's a nice, honestly, it's just a heartfelt thing. It's really yep. cool. Yep. And then the new one, which actually has not been a comic yet, it's going to get the movie and then the comic, which is Sharky, the bounty hunter, which is um, about a bounty hunter who tracks people across the galaxy um, with a rocket powered ice cream truck um, with his 10 uh, year old partner. Awesome. Um, not sure what the, what the um, rating is. Mark Miller tends to slant towards very hard R with the exception of Huck. So um, we'll see what that one's about. Cause it sounds like a little bit more heartfelt. Yeah. I mean, it's like Robert Rodriguez doing like shark boy and lava girl kind of, kind of stuff yeah and the spy kids like every once in a while he decides to do something for his children so yeah you gotta tap into all these different audience levels yes exactly so very excited about the millar world miller world rollout happening in netflix um so yeah uh nickelodeon's been rebooting a lot of its series including double dare and their latest reboot is going to be rugrats the cartoon Mm -hmm. will be coming out Again, but also a live action series. I have zero desire to see it, but that sounds like a bad dream. It does. Um, it sounds like something they would have done in the 90s with like Look Who's Talking. So, um, we'll see how that one's gonna go. I'm not as excited as the new cartoon coming back, which I think is you know cute, but uh. You know, what do you think about this news? <laughs> it better not be scary CGI babies. Yeah, that's my big thing is like, that would be horrible. And I, I don't want to see that. So what is old is new again. As you so is the way such is the way. Um, okay. Now, my second favorite comic of all time behind Preacher is Why the Last Man written by Brian K. Vaughn and the long rumored movies. TV show, whatever, is now actually going to be a series. It's coming to FX. Um, We have the cast list. So we know this is happening. This is a thing. Um, It's going to have Diane Lane in it. It's going to have Barry Kogan, who was just recently in Dunkirk. Uh, Imogene Poots. Lashana Lynch, who's coming in Captain Marvel. Juliana Canfield and Marion Ireland um, are all going to be in the Michael Green showrun adaptation of the series. So Good casting. Uh, Barry Kogan, I didn't like Dunkirk. I didn't finish it. And he's supposed to be playing Yorick, who's the main star. He doesn't, again, doesn't look how I thought he was going to look compared to the comics. But it all comes down to the acting. So I'm, I'm excited to see this series come to life. Preacher has been uh, different, but good. You know, still good. Um, on uh, AMC. So FX is, you know, they can push the envelope of a lot of their series, like American Horror Story and stuff like that. So we'll see how this series goes with uh, with that. Did you read that? No. Okay. no. That's why I'm giving you, let's move on to the next topic. Okay. Because I do yeah. want, I, I'm excited to watch this. I'm, I was always excited to read this series, but I never took the time and it's a big one, 120 yeah, no. issues or something. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. All right, so moving on. News just came in today. Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles have been picked up by Hulu. Um, Hulu's been trying to expand their uh, base there past The Handmaid's Tale, which is you know wildly popular. 
And this would be a way to do it. This is a fantasy uh, series. This is uh, all 11 books in the Vampire Chronicles are have the option of getting adapted. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to do what I would like, which I think I've talked about before in the past, is I think it would be good to do one book a, se- a season. Mm. And, um, but I don't know how, that's a good, how they're going to do it. The books are heavy. They're meaty. It could take a lot longer. They could spread it out. But what are your thoughts on this? You've read some of these books, right? Oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, my thought is Disney owns Hulu now through the Fox merger, if that officially goes through. I don't know. There's a couple gray areas. Like they can't own Fox Sports. They can't own yeah. Fox News. Yeah. Hulu may do that because they own their own streaming service. So I don't know if um, they can own Hulu. I I've read at some point it was connected with all that. So we'll see. Um, yeah, this is great. Um, another thing that's just been shopped around and shopped around. And, you know, these 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 stories are, like you said, they're meaty. They don't really do well. They do okay as movies. Um, well, one of them did. Um, yeah. Uh, it's only so, been two, and one of them's good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one out of two, you know, that's that's that's... The best to get new sometimes, but yeah, you know, option these is the shows. It's it's you know, great. Let's do it. Yep, I'm super excited about it. Um, you want to take us? You want me to go into movie news? Ugh, why don't you do the? Yeah, do okay. movie news. I already wrote one thing here. I yeah, mean, this, fine. This is good. Uh, Zombie Lane Two is coming. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when it was speculation, and it's always nice when speculation turns into reality. Yeah, uh Ruben Fleischer back to direct. Um same writers I think, uh Rhett Reese and I can't remember the other guy, but they're the writers of the Deadpool movies. Um so they're on a high. Uh so we'll see. Um Yeah, they might be so high they decided to do this and it's a bad idea by next week. Who knows? We'll see. But ten years, right? I can't even remember how long ten years. I don't know. That's why they wanted it's been ten years because that's why that's why they wanted to get this going now at the ten yeah. year anniversary. That's insane. Yeah, we're old. It's 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 just we're old. Yeah. So the whole original cast is all coming back. Um so that's cool. And uh we'll see how that holds up. Yeah. Bill but Murray Zombie. Again. One of my favorite zombie movies. Yeah, absolutely. Comedy. So um I am excited for it. We'll just see how that goes. Um, Neil Blomkamp, uh, who's been doing his own Oast Studios for the last two years, making all original works, all weird shit. Fan-funded. <laughs> Fan-funded. Steam. On Steam. Did something unprecedented with that, but he's coming back to do a big-budget movie, and that's going to be RoboCop Returns. Um, RoboCop 2. <laughs> no, it's called RoboCop Returns. I know. It's, yeah, or RoboCop rides again, but yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Um, it's a sequel to the first movie, maybe. I don't know if they've. They That's what that? I read. That's what okay. I read, which has seemed to be very popular lately with retconning all the sequels and yeah, just going, like Terminator. So, what else was there? Yeah, Terminator, Halloween. Yep. Um. There's a, there's some other ones. I mean, it's it's. I mean, he was going to do that with Alien Five or Alien. Well, he was going to do a sequel to two, though. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah, so well, retconning um, the garbage these days. Retconning the garbage. So I'm excited. I like Robocop. Um yeah. it'll be cool if somehow they can figure out a way to keep Peter Weller involved. Um did a fantastic job on Dexter. He did a great job as the voice of Batman in the Dark Knight Returns. I, I like Peter Weller. I could see him returning to the franchise in some way. But then if it is a direct sequel, then the only uh, I don't know how you would do it. I guess he would be a very, very old Robocop. <laughs> but if they can do it with the Terminator, shit, man. Maybe they can do it. Who maybe knows? You, maybe you can just do people's voices 20 years younger. You never know. <sighs> maybe they CGI his face 20 years younger. Oh, that's easy. 30 years younger. Um, so anywho, yeah, so that's that's a thing. It's happening. I'm excited. Neil, Neil Blomkamp on a RoboCop. Um, I do not know shit about this comic. Uh, Rogue Trooper is a 2000 AD British comic, but Duncan Jones is directing the uh, the movie. I guess it's been his dream project for the last 20 years or something. And he's wanted this, like he read the comic when he was a kid. Like this is a, this is something he's wanted to see come to life. So he's very excited about it. Uh, Duncan Jones to me, he did moon, which is good. He did Warcraft, which I didn't watch, which I've heard mixed things. And then he just did this movie mute for Netflix, which I hated. So I can't, I'm not excited on a comic book franchise. that I know nothing about. I turned off Warcraft after 15 minutes. Okay, so, but I've heard you know other people um, have said it was good, but they had they don't know the anything about it. They just watched it. I watched it as just a movie. Yeah, it was like Tomb Raider, but worse. Tomb Raider is rough, people. Um, Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think? Are you excited? Do you care? Do you not care? What's your thoughts? At this point, there's so much stuff out there. I don't care because I don't. I don't until maybe direct. See a trailer, another yep. trailer. You know, yep. let's. See I'll watch trailer. you at home, most likely. Yeah, on Netflix or Amazon. Whoever, um, whoever buys you up. Right. So this next piece of news, um, new. We got a new Robin Hood trailer. First trailer from the Taron Egerton and Jamie Fox Robin Hood. Um, did you watch the trailer? I did not. I was going to watch it yesterday. <clears throat> so I do, I do have to do that today. It's well, I'll say this. You're going to like it. Yeah. You course. like Robin Hood. Um, I love Robin Hood. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, who's typecast as a villain right now, um, is the sheriff of Loxley. Or sheriff teeth? of Nottingham. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a good trailer. His teeth look too real for those, for those old times when people's teeth are rotten out. Um, you know what? This is like my whole Jungle Book thing. You know, this, they just keep pushing these movies out year after year, especially lately, it seems like. Um, I didn't get to watch, what was the Guy Pierce? Was it Robin Hood? Guy you're, Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. You're thinking of Guy Ritchie's yeah. King Arthur. The last Robin Hood oh, was, yeah. I was Russell Crowe. That was the last Robin Hood? Yep. Oh, then we're due for a Robin Hood. That's it. Yeah, I didn't really like that one um, too much. Yeah, yeah. But it's no, it's no Kevin Costner. Right. That's what, and you know what? In my article for don't forget tall.com, I wrote, you know, sometimes it's great. Like Prince of Thieves and men in tights. And then sometimes it's kind of meh, like the Russell Crowe, but 
that Robin Hood, you know, is the thing that like Frankenstein and all those guys, like it can be adapted a million yeah. different ways and it can be different. There was a comic book back in the day. I I want to say it was Robin Hood AD or something similar to like that. It was set in the future. It was fucking great. Um, you know, so it's just, it depends on how you do it. And this one looks pretty fun. It looks like a, a fun little... It actually is a heist movie. Cool. So he assembles the team to do a heist. And I was like, what better... He's one of the original thieves. When you think of thieves, you think Robin Hood. Done. Is, um, is Brian Adams doing the soundtrack? Brian Adams is starring in it, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brian Adams is uh, maybe directing it, too. Doing I'm the board, soundtrack, man. editing... Say it's, no it's, more. It's I'm, really weird. Say no more. I'm yeah. I'm gonna go see this day one. Yeah. Brian Adams, every role felt. Um actually speaking of other thieves, uh we do have some video game news in the form of an uncharted fan film starring Nathan Fillion and Stephen Um What the fuck's Lang. his name? Yeah, Stephen Lang as uh, Nathan Drake and Sully. I watched it this morning. It was one of the best things that I've seen in some time. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Everybody's like, uh, Nathan Fillion could never play Nathan Drake. He looks too old now. And I would have agreed about that. I would have watching the TV did. shows that I was. And then all of a sudden, you watch this. It's like he looks. They could do. They could do. Even if he is a little bit older, they could do a, a Nathan Drake story post Uncharted Four. They could well, do anything. Anything they want with this. Let me finish real quick. Anything they want with this, because A, basically what they did was say, hey, Sony, wake up, because while you're having like this stupid development hell with your shitty idea with Tom Holland as Nathan Drake as a kid, movie, whatever, that's not happening. Here, Nathan Fillion and went out and had some fun. I don't know how the hell they like just did this, and then they're like, this could go right to a, a series. This could be an online miniseries. This could be Netflix. This could be anything if they just put more money behind it because this is exactly what fans want. Well, here's the thing that I was thinking. It didn't cost them anything, right? It, it Probably all of them said, yeah, you know, this sounds fun. And we've, you know, and Nathan Fillion probably read for years, oh, I should be Nathan Drake, blah, 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 and, and decided to do it. And to your point, this could be a YouTube Red series. This could be the kind of thing like Cobra Kai where it doesn't cost that much money. People, it, it builds up that, that particular service, you know, into a higher degree. And yeah, okay, Sony owns the rights to it. That's fine. But like figure out a way to do something like with a YouTube Red because it was just, it was smart. It was 15 minutes, expanded out to half an hour, but you got a whole story in that 15 minutes. And as fans of the series, especially, that's where my, my nostalgia goosebumps were like on fire because I was like, holy shit, they, they nailed it. They nailed the character. They, they, made a, they already made a new little adventure for him to go off on. Uh, the action was good. It was organic. They didn't use CGI blood or anything like that. It was just like, and they didn't need CGI. I mean, it will be interesting to see if they expanded it out to see how he you know, falls off a cliff. And, you know, falls off a train and goes in the water and all that kind of crazy over the top stuff. You know, that's where it would, you know, you would really need that money. But 
it, this, this proves right here that I don't know how much this costs, maybe a million dollars, which I think is astronomical, but maybe not even where you could throw that. You could throw in this movie, make it for $20 million, make it back within the first weekend easy. And you've got yourself a franchise starring an older Nathan Drake, which clearly it's already had a million views in less than 24 hours or, or two days or whatever. Like people want it. People want to see it. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's cool. So I don't know. I think it would be a good spot on YouTube. And um, like you said, post uh, Uncharted 4, that's where this, this, this series could land. And it, it already is fantastic. Stephen Lang as Sully. Who would have thought? <laughs> that that's one of the best. That besides Nathan Fillion yeah. is one of the best castings I've ever seen in my life. And Chloe that was, wasn't so good, but yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I would replace. You know, but that's that's what happens when you put those. You got to pay those two to do something. Yeah, but um, everything else was was really just just smart, just cool, making the making the I don't know whatever. Watch it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just say um, IGN, I believe, was the one that did the video of where they put the the heads up display yeah. scene where he goes where they actually they do that camera where it sh- where it zooms in kind of right behind his him, back, right behind his back, and that's neat because they do that motion and it just it's like you said it feels very it's very organic. It is uncharted. So. Well, it went from widescreen to full yeah. frame yeah. when he when he did that, and it was exactly. so smart. Exactly. All right. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up our news, our, our uh, entertainment news, real quick here. A little Star Wars because we oh you know, we got to talk about the Star Wars uh, at least once a week. Um, uh, things are going around about a little resurrection of Han Solo for Episode Nine. You know, I really feel like they're just throwing everything into the into the soup uh, right now with what people are are speculating about or you know jerking off in the bathroom thinking about. Um, this idea of Han Solo coming back is is ridiculous. If it happened, I would punch myself in the face in the theater. Can you be more? Can you tell me what this means? Because I don't I know what read it this means. News. It's, just, it's just clickbait bullshit that's floating around the internet as usual. Um, I they're just like, oh, this could totally happen. This could totally help save Episode Nine. It's from the mouths of children. So yeah, but sorry, that's it. What, There's nothing. Like that saying that there's words coming back yeah. or like kids coming back or like, can you just tell me what's happening? I can't. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. Cause I just see it and I walk right by it. You want me to read it to you? Well, I just want to get some more context. Cause I got, I don't really know what it means. Fine. I Sorry. Was, I was just putting <laughs> it garbage news and I don't have time to talk about anything else. And there wasn't really any other star Wars news. The uh, Han Solo Star Wars 9 theory. Fans have a theory for how Han Solo could return from the dead in episode 9. Um, okay, so... Even the- Kevin Smith wrote, like, if due to time travel device or the Force, there's a plot development that allows Lando... Okay, never mind. Lando to repeat his Empire Strikes Back line, there's still a chance to save Han and get us back to that fateful bridge on Starkiller Base. I I don't know, man. If people want to read this, it's really easy to find. And it was just something that was floating around that really kind of frustrated me that some fans have taken this very seriously. 
um, and have prayed for it um, yeah. to the you know, Tula and all those other dark gods. Um, sure. Listen, people, we don't want nobody wants this garbage shit in Star Wars. So either accept that you know, accept that people are writing good stories, and get off the train. That's it. Nobody wants a Han Solo resurrection. It would. It makes no sense to me. It would totally take away one of the best moments of Episode Seven. That's the bottom line. The Han Solo death is is tragic, and it's you know it's a heavy point in that movie. And I think it's it, if you were to try to even correct that, it would be a big, big, big wrongdoing. That's it. So as I wrote on here, nope, no. Okay, that's it. You cool. know. Stupid, stupid people. <laughs> um, and the last bit of news is uh, Solo is set for home release on September 14th and Blu-ray and disc on September 25th. So there we go. Can't wait. Can't wait to own it so I can watch it and have fun at home. Yeah. Um, yeah and it has a lengthy bit of extras. Uh, they packed it. Now, it doesn't give you the times, so I don't know what... You know, if it's all together, it's like 10 or 15 extras that equal about 15 minutes of actual extras. But there are a lot. That's all. I, I, I read a lot of them. I heard there's this short documentary of Kathleen Kennedy firing the original directors. Yeah, okay. That's it. We will never see that. We will never see the original footage where he acted like Ace Ventura. These things will be in the Disney vault forever. <laughs> they will never see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right. So McFarlane has the Stranger Things license, and they are going to, of course, be milking that to the full extent. Uh, we're getting a Go- Ghostbusters four pack of the boys all dressed up in their Halloween costumes from season two. Awesome. Yeah, they look cool. They're not articulated, so they're just like tiny little statues. And yeah, care. yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks for the. Uh, I don't even know how seven poas, ten poa, maybe. I think it's ten poa. Um, in a world of thirty plus poa, I don't need your ten poas. Points of articulation, in case you're not a Listen. toy hunter. But they they need to get this this uh, language down if they'd be listening to this part of the show. <laughs> well, I I want people to continue to listen to this part of the show. That's what exactly. I want. Exactly. They don't get it, turn it off. As soon as they hear pursuit of plastic music, they're like, oh, all right, we're done. Ah, skip it to the end. <laughs> uh, what do you think? The, they're going to be milking that those toys for a long time. Uh, we have no idea how many uh, awesome things are headed our way in season three and four. So get ready, people. Get ready. Uh, next up, Glow. Uh, his season two has dropped, and with that, uh, some merchandising, uh, including we saw some pops recently from Funko, and now Funko has announced that they're going to be dropping their uh, 3.75. Five uh, POAs, five, five POA action figures. Uh, it'll be a two pack of the two main characters. I forgot what their name, what their names are. Um, I should have wrote that down, but. You know, Funko keeps coming in and out with these 3.75-inch action figures. At one point, I thought they were done with, and then all of a sudden, they just do them randomly. Um, they were putting them out in their collector boxes for a couple of them. This, 
man, it's it's interesting because um, I thought that line was gone. Yeah, the main stars are Ruth and Debbie. Um, just yes. so you know, but yeah, you know, I I hate this scale. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. They're not they're not five point. They're more than that because they were doing the reaction. They gave reaction back to Super Seven. And now they have they're more articulated. They're more like GI Joe three point seven five inch. I think little little more uh, articulated, not bad okay. articulated, but yeah, more than reaction. All right, so Zoya the Destroyer and yeah. Liberty Bell are coming. Um, uh, okay, yeah. So cool. Get it on. Uh, and finally, announced yesterday uh, from. Mike Mangola and 1000 Toys will be doing a Dark Horse direct release of a Hellboy based on the comic appearance of a 112th action figure. Looks pretty gorgeous. Yeah, this is, um, and actually it's even bigger. It's like seven or seven and a half. Um, hmm? Yeah, I read. Is it 112? I'm sorry, was it 1 sixth? No, what? no, it's one, it's whatever. Seven inches is, you know, one fourteenth, oh, okay. you know. So, um, it's beautiful. <laughs> like what it comes down to is this figure is the quintessential best Hellboy figure ever made. Other, I mean, there is a one twelfth version out, and I can't remember who makes it because it's not sideshow or anything. But and that's very nice. It's great. It's it's more of a movie style. The quintessential one, 12 or one sixth. One, one? Yeah, there's a big one. There's a big one out. Um, You know, and what Mezco did a very good job um, with their line of Hellboy figures, and they're very expensive to try to get. Um, And I feel like somebody else did a classic Magnolia one, but this by Dark Horse is, I I don't know what they're going to charge. I just know that I want it. I'm very curious of what they're going to charge because of the marketplace being before. It was it was uh, Marvel Legends, and you're at most spending twenty five dollars, and then Mezco comes in and changes the game, and now that scale is at eighty dollars. And with this, it has different heads, it has multiple points of articulation, it has accessories. <sighs> they could they could charge a hundred dollars for this figure. I'm going to say fifty bucks. I hope it is, and I'll snatch up two immediately. But I, I have a feeling it's going to be double that. I just do. Because it's so weird and rare, and I, I don't know. And then it would be nice at the 50 price point because more people will buy it, and then they'll release Abe and, you know, everybody else. So Awesome. That's, yeah. yeah, I mean, that looks beautiful. Uh, just more stuff to uh, tempt your wallet with. Oh, my gosh. All right, so that wraps up today's show. Uh you know, like we mentioned, San Diego Comic Con starts Thursday, right? Tomorrow, uh, which is the nineteenth, right? Yep. So I'm not sure when we're gonna put this episode out. It's normally will be out probably tomorrow morning. Uh, so listen to this as you're getting ready for the big show, and then come back and listen to us after the big show has happened, and we'll talk about our highlights from uh, SDCC 2018. Yeah, and um, just so you guys know, we're a little over, we're less than two weeks away from our six-year anniversary. 
Um, and with that, we're going to do our 100th episode. And our 100th episode, we'll be making some special announcements um, on the cast as well as online. Um, and we're really excited that you guys have taken this journey with us throughout the years. And don't forget towel.com and, and also here in the podcast realm. And um, we also just did a crossover episode with Gourmet Scum Radio that's all about the state of Star Wars. Um, if you want to check that out on YouTube at the Warlock Home Video Network. Um, but, you know, exciting times. Uh, we're still looking for content creators. You know, bring more people onto the team. We're excited for that. We'll be doing a giveaway as well um, for the 100th episode and six-year anniversary. So lots of exciting times here at Don'tForgetToTell.com. We're just hitting our stride Chris, where can we find us? <laughs> At don'tforgetatowel.com, your one-stop place for all things geekly, from news, reviews, interviews, and more. And also, uh, check us out on social media. Easy to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. So, uh, you know, yell at us, compliment us, you know, talk to us. We'd love to, you know, talk with you absolutely so uh this is casey saying um aquaman is always wet he's the essence of wetness oh he's so moist and uh we'll see you next time guys <laughs>